Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Now, let's join Billy Epperhart. Hello and welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Karen Conrad in for Billy Epperhart today. I'm so glad that you joined us and we're really focusing on preparing for growth into 2022. We're excited about the new year, despite all of the challenges that seem to be around us, there's real hope and opportunity for us. And in particular, when we understand God's promises for us, do you know the vision for wealth builders is making sense of making money for making a difference? And Billy and Becky are committed to helping you to make sense of how to make money so that you can make a difference. And we talk about three ways that generally people are actually able to build wealth. That's real estate, investment, and business. So in today's podcast, we're going to continue on how to prepare and position you and your company for growth in 2022. We're going to talk about three things. We're going to talk about smart growth. We're going to talk and introduce the blue ocean strategy, which is one of my favorite topics to teach on, especially for entrepreneurs. And then how important it is that we set goals for everyone in the organization based on how they can contribute. So let's just dive right in to smart growth. We know that we're designed for profit and growth, that we're designed for success. That's how God created us. But sometimes we can get tempted to just grow to grow. We know we're supposed to grow. But the question that I have for you is why do you want to grow? Why do we want our organization to grow? You know, as people that have a relationship with God, we're kingdom minded. We're really built for purpose and we're built for destiny. And so a way for us to really connect with that, which gives us favor, which gives us open doors, it gives us wisdom, ideas, creative things, witty inventions, all those things is based on our relationship with God and keeping our lives in line with his purpose for our life. That's where that door opens up, the floodgates open up where he is uh, right walking alongside us, actually he's prepared the path and we just cooperate with him. It takes a lot of pressure off. We're not continually trying to knock down doors that weren't meant to be open for us, but it helps to guide us into things where it's really, I'm not saying it's not challenging sometimes, but really you look around and you're just like, wow, these opportunities are coming when I'm just taking some steps and really trying to do the right thing here. We want to plan, want to be good stewards, want to be good leaders. But we ask the question, how do you want me to grow? And that's what I'd like you to write down as you listen to this podcast. And I want to give you some questions that you can answer and maybe even bring to your team 
to really get in line with the type of growth that God might have in mind for you in 2022. So what are we trying to accomplish with growth? This really goes back to vision. And I talked about that in the last podcast. Why do we exist? That's what's going to really drive the passion in your organization. So you want to make sure the growth that we're looking at is in line with the vision that we have for the company. Sometimes people will say, well, we want to increase our bottom line. And of course, we want to grow. We want to profit. But why do you want to increase your bottom line? For example, you want to take care of shareholders. Do you want to be able to give more? Do you want to leave an inheritance for your children and grandchildren? Do you want to have an influence in the world? We know that increase and increasing our profit is God's idea, but what's the purpose of that increase? So those are really good questions to ask yourself and kind of determine this is going to help guide you with some of the things that you're going to need to do to grow in 2022. Do my growth goals line up with the vision and purpose that God put in my heart for the organization? Then once you determine that, you always want to count the cost of that growth. Growth sounds good, but when you're looking at bringing in growth, you have to realize that there are some things that that growth is going to put demands on in your organization that you need to be prepared for. So if you think about those things now, then you can avoid the panic mode as growth starts to happen and things fall apart. People are stressed out. You know, we don't want that, right? So here's some things that you should take a look at when you're looking at your growth plan. Infrastructure. Do you have the infrastructure that it takes to be able to handle the growth? If you have 50 customers right now and you have a vision, I want to have 500 clients. If those 500 clients came tomorrow, do you have the capacity to take care of them? Most of us would say, oh my goodness, absolutely not. So I'm not saying to go out and hire 100 people to get prepared for that, but it's important to kind of lay out with the staff I have, with the office space I have, with the capacity to get my service or product out the door. This is what I can handle with my current infrastructure. And here's where I would have to start bringing in employees, maybe additional technology. You can plan for those and you can pace your growth in a way or find opportunities to accelerate your growth that you didn't even think about until you really took what I'm talking about and asked these questions. Cost for raw materials. If I want to grow in a certain area, what's it going to cost me in additional materials to produce the product? What's the cost for additional employees and where does my revenue need to be and expenses need to be For me to be able to bring on an employee and to sustain their salary. What's cost for new technology? Many nonprofits handle donors uh, at their size through an Excel spreadsheet. Well, we're all believing as nonprofits for a huge increase in donors and donations. But am I communicating now with the donors that I have? Am I taking care of my current customers now? And if I'm not, I really need to think through what technology or what do I need to bring on board to be able to service and take care of the additional growth that I'm believing God for and planning for. 
And then asking the question, where do I start? You know, maybe there are some things that you can do now and others that you would do later as you build up your infrastructure and revenue. So here's some things to ask yourself and to write down about smart growth. First of all, not all growth is good growth. So we want to be smart about it and ask the right question. So here we go. What is our unique advantage? How do we add value in ways that others do not? What do we do better than our competitors that allows us to add value? And once you have the above, we can say, how do we build the kind of capabilities that will propel us forward time after time? Well, one of the keys to that, and the second point that we're gonna talk about to help you in that endeavor is how to bring about good results. And one of my favorite Harvard Business articles of all time is the Blue Ocean Strategy. Matter of fact, I've got a teaching that's on Wealth Builders University that's called The Effective Entrepreneur that I go into this concept in detail. But basically the blue ocean strategy is the idea that we can create an uncontested market space where the competition is irrelevant. Doesn't that sound amazing? And this is achieved by capturing new demand and offering customers a leap in value while also streamlining your costs. And that's taken from the Harvard uh, Business article, again, the Blue Ocean Strategy. So this is one of those ways that it's a strategy or a method that you can put some resources around um, to come up with that is going to give you that growth that you're looking for without a major increase in cost in technology Okay, but it's going to raise the value that you're providing to your customers when you can tap into this concept. When you simultaneously pursue differentiation, which we talk about uh, at Wealth Builders, Billy does an amazing teaching on this on the BMGC of the value proposition. You know, a red ocean is a very competitive marketplace if you just looked at it from a sheer standpoint of product services or stores, uh, companies that are offering a similar service. One of the examples I like to use is uh, toothpaste. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I walk into a store to buy toothpaste, I'm just like overwhelmed. I didn't know there was so many brands. And then I didn't know there were so many options within each brand. And it's just really hard to decide what kind of toothpaste to buy. And honestly, what I really end up doing most of the time is like, what's on sale? I'll just buy that because they seem all so similar. Well, if you would tell me, Karen, I am going to come out with a new toothpaste. I would look at you and say, really, there's not enough toothpaste on the market, huh? Well, the Blue Ocean strategy in the toothpaste market, if we use it for an example, is something that would look at the existing industry, and usually a blue ocean comes out of an existing industry, but pays attention to what might be trending, what is a need out there that people have that hasn't been met, right? Or how can I create a need that people don't yet realize they have? So if we looked at what would be considered a blue ocean, 
in a red ocean of toothpaste, well, it's been out for a little while now, a great example would be Tom's Organic Toothpaste. They came out with a toothpaste that didn't have fluoride. It was all natural ingredients and they created what you might say is an uncontested market. So they went after the segment of people that didn't want fluoride, that wanted organic, and they brought a product to market to really meet that pent up demand. And they have a great marketing uh, department and plan to go around with it. Another one is Sensodyne. Many people deal with sensitive teeth, for example. And so they came out with a toothpaste that actually addressed that group of people. Well, when that toothpaste came out, people didn't know that there was something that could help them with their sensitive teeth. They might have not even thought about making a difference or a change with that. But pretty soon, people that resonated with that, they said, hey, I want to have a toothpaste to help me in this area. That's what a blue ocean does. It goes fishing in that red ocean and it finds what that pent up demand or unmet or unknown demand is and creates that in their product or service as a differentiation that sets them apart. Just another example here, and I don't have a lot of time. I'd love to go into this more, but again, go to Wealth Builders University. You'll hear more about this. But for example, with taxis right? We thought when we went to an airport, the only way for us to get from point A from the airport to our hotel or point B was a taxi or maybe a shuttle bus. And then out of that busy industry, that congested red ocean out of all the taxi cabs was birthed Uber. And so it again is coming out of that red ocean, but it has a differentiation to it that we now know is Uber. So I hope that those examples kind of have you thinking, but this is one of the ways that when you're looking at smart growth and you really get to the bottom of what it is that we want to accomplish, right? Then that next step is you go to your team, or maybe it's just you as an entrepreneur and you just ask the Lord to help you to see what that blue ocean is. And then you're able to compete in a way that makes the competition irrelevant. So here's some things that we wanna think about too, as we look at smart growth, and we wanna bring our team in line with the direction that we want to go, we wanna make sure that everybody in the organization knows what we're trying to achieve, that's through communication, it starts with a vision, but it also includes setting goals, not only for the organization, but for every position in the organization. And if you can do it, help them understand what their day-to-day activities are that will help contribute to the success of growth that we know that we want to have as an organization. So growth often requires you to make a significant change in culture. We know that change is difficult. Here's some things I want you to think about as you're setting goals for your employees to make sure that you're bringing them alongside with the changes that are necessary for you to achieve what's on your heart to achieve for your organization. First of all, please know that you are shifting priorities in these situations for most people in the company. When you are positioned for growth that requires change, 
everybody's life in the organization is going to feel that change. So be clear about what that change means to each person. Communicate the whys, help them get on board with it, and then set your measurements in place so that everybody's moving in the same direction. Remember that you're stretching people to do more than what they're used to doing. People get really comfortable. I'm a creature of habit. I've got a system of things that I work on every day. And when that system is disrupted or things don't quite move the direction that I'm expecting, you know, it can cause some issues and cause frustration, discouragement, and all those things will happen in an organization, but they will be multiplied if they happen and people aren't brought in to understand the purpose for that change. And most people like to know where we're going. They don't want to know just the step that they have to take, you know, this minute, next hour. They really appreciate when you give them, take the time with them to express the goals, the vision, what you want to accomplish, and then invite them to come along and be a part of that. You know what? Ask them to give you ideas on how to get there. Not only will they feel part of it, but they'll be much more prepared and change will be much easier for you in the organization. Also, you're most likely moving someone from having a system in place that they're used to, to a shift in how they do their job. And remember that can create stress and it can create insecurity. So involve team members as much as you can to build systems to accommodate the change in the growth that you're asking your employees and your team members to support you in with the organization. So you want to set some corporate goals and you want to set goals for everyone in their position. And I'm just going to give you some like just tips on this that will help you. It's certainly not all encompassing because we don't have a lot of time, but just make sure that the goals you provide for people have a very specific measurement. People want to be successful. And so when we communicate to them what success looks like, for example, if we hit this mark of a thousand customers or, or this revenue, you know, number, This is where we want to go. So once you hit that, take time to celebrate and help people know that they've contributed to that success. But if we just say we want to grow and we don't tell them specifically what to uh, aim for or when they've hit that point of success, it's really difficult for people to get behind that and to share in success when they really don't know what it is that they're aiming for. Answer the question how what you're proposing helps tie to the vision and help them and have them help you come up with strategies to accomplish so that you don't just tell people, for example, hey, we want to increase to a thousand customers. We're at a hundred today and go on out there and bring us in a thousand customers. (laughs) People would look like, what? I don't know how to do that. That would be frustrating, right? So come up with strategies that your team can get around and they can implement that will help bring about the results that you're looking for. And then lastly, make sure that you've got a leader or someone that's assigned to own that specific goal overall. 
if it's shared among many people, usually that can be confusing for people. People don't know who to go to to get a question answered. You really need one leader champ championing <laughs> that goal. And um, then you'll find that they'll seek out teams and partnerships with people. They'll be passionate about it and they'll have accountability to bring that goal to pass. So, all right, here, as we're talking about positioning and preparing your company for growth, we talked about smart growth and questions to ask to make sure that that's the direction you're going. We talked about the blue ocean strategy, which is going to help you in achieving that growth with lower cost and bringing more value to the clientele and making your competition irrelevant. And finally, we talked about setting goals for everyone on your team so they clearly know what they do on a daily basis contributes to success. Everybody wants to be successful. Thank you so much for joining me today. Again, I'm Karen Conrad and sitting in for Billy Epperhart. We've been talking about business and preparing for 2022. If you want an outline of the points that I talked about today, go to wealthbuilders.org. The team's put together a free download. Next week, I'll be talking about the same topic. And so it's a three-part series and you can follow along. And it's actually, I think, really going to help you in some of your planning. Also, I want to encourage you to connect with uh, Billy and Becky at wealthbuilders.org. If you have any questions that you would like to have answered, or maybe you've heard something on this podcast that you want more information on, email us at info at wealthbuilders.org. And finally, I want to invite you to attend our upcoming event in February of 2022, our annual Wealth Builders Conference. And we've got special guest, Dr. Lance Walnell coming. Of course, Billy will be speaking. I'll be speaking. We've got an incredible lineup of speakers and workshops, and uh, it's just a really awesome, encouraging time. You don't want to miss it. So go to wealthbuilders.org, click on event, and uh, we really hope to have you join us for that. So thank you again for listening to the Wealth Builders podcast. Uh, we just pray God's blessing and increase over you and just appreciate you so much supporting and being a part of the Wealth Builders family. Have an awesome day. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exists to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. The Wealth Builders Podcast is produced by Celine Williams with music by Audio Jungle and narration by Greg Hunter. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.